in my head, I was so used to doing a, a rhythm. Like I, you know, I call it my training rhythm. I'm doing this Mondays, this on Tuesdays, this on Wednesdays. Like everything was very planned out and just very structured. And so I think it was hard to try to figure out my new balance of, um, you know, figuring out not only working out, but also the psychological aspect of eating healthy and not so strict. Like, oh, okay, Candace, you don't have to be so strict eating, but then my mind be, yes, you do, because you don't want to gain all this weight and you're not going to get on stage again. So before I always had, you know what, even if I put on a couple extra pounds, I'm going to do a show. I have a show upcoming. So therefore, it doesn't matter. I, I'm going to drop this weight because I'm going to be back on stage. But I didn't have that. I was like, I'm not going to be back on stage ever again. So therefore, I need to continue this strict, strict regimen of a lifestyle. So I think that was hard to overcome at first. Hi, I'm Scott Hefner, and this is Finding Your Sweet Spot. It's a show about real people with real stories of discovering that optimal space when it comes to their health and wellness, and how their core values influence their decisions concerning activity, nutrition, and self-care. My hope is that there are others who can relate in some way to these examples, and the stories shared here can help those who are on their own journey to finding their sweet spot. So let's go. It was a long time since seeing my latest guest. And I was really looking forward to catching up and hearing about her journey up to this point. So I'm Candace McField, uh, born and raised in Kansas City, have been an athlete since I was probably three, right? I was that little kid playing soccer from track, softball, um, and it just kind of grew from there. That grew into being a multi-sport athlete through her educational years, which later on led to her switching careers to become a personal trainer, a health coach an entrepreneur, an author, and a member of the Governor's Council on Fitness. But before all that could happen, she had to be introduced to formal exercise programs. Because even though I played basketball all those years in high school and softball, I never really worked out as far as lifting weights. But that changed once she got to college. And like so many other people, she was introduced to weight training from a friend. I just didn't know what to do. And that's when my, my roommate from college, she was like, hey, we should do this total body circuit. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I just tried it out. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think that's kind of just was my awakening point to like, oh, this is strength training. After college, she worked in finance. But her love of exercise never left her and pretty soon found herself supporting a colleague at an event that sparked her interest. I was at a bodybuilding show, right? One of my colleagues was a bodybuilder. So we all went to the office to support him, say like in 2004, I think it was. And I saw the ladies, um, the figure ladies, take the stage at the bodybuilding show. And I was like, hmm, I could do this. So for many people who have never seen a figure competition before... Just picture your worst nightmare, being in a bikini, up on a stage in front of lots of people, and then being judged by a panel as you're compared to others also on the stage. Actually, there's a whole lot more involved in these competitions, but if you want to get the gist of it, check out the show notes where you can find a link to competition videos. 
And so I remember sitting there thinking, I'm going to try this out. But, you know, I've always been an athlete. I could do this. Um, but had no idea what to do. And so the friend um, that was in the show, he recommended yourself. <laughs> yes. I did participate and coach others in competitions. That first year we trained for a year and I got demolished on stage. <laughs> I did not place, but it was it's an eye opener for sure. And so uh, we worked together, you know, for another year, just solid training, came back, did the same show and ended up winning my professional card in my second show. And so that's how I became a professional figure competitor for like 18 years. No, sorry, 14 years. Um, I meant to say until 2018. So it was just a, um, yeah, it was a fun ride. Like 2005, professional 2006, and then competed across the United States. And I did three international shows. And my last show was 2018. The international shows included trips to Canada, Australia, and Barbados. It sounded like a pretty good time. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be in the best shape, right? And just rocking the bikinis at the beach in gorgeous weather <laughs> and do a lot of sightseeing. So I, we have so many stories because, uh, you know, my, my cousin traveled with me every show I went because she did all my backstage help. And we just had such an incredible time. Show after show, city after city. But bodybuilding and figure competitions aren't just about having a great time. It is a grinding sport and goes far beyond what most people experience with exercise. You know, when I was in college, like I said, my roommate showed me, hey, let's do this circuit training. But come to find out, like that really wasn't doing much of anything as far as strength training, circuit training. So when I started working out with you in particular, everything was taken to a whole different level. And I think it was taken to a different level because I was a competitor. So being a competitor like for bodybuilding is very different than just the average person working out just to, hey, I want to maintain my physique or lose a couple pounds, lose some pounds or whatever it is. It's very, very different. And so a lot of dedication, a lot of sacrifices. Honestly, it's like you live at the gym. And beyond being at the gym, a lot. It bleeds into every facet of daily living. And there's, you know, there's positive things to that, and there's a lot of negative things to that, because if that's the only things you're doing, everything else kind of falls to the wayside. And so you have to weigh, like, what's important to you. And, you know, when I was coaching people, like, to get ready for shows, I would have candid conversations with them, like, Hey, are you married? Is your spouse on board? You're gonna, you need to think about this aspect of your relationship because it may put a strain on it, especially if they're not on board. So, I mean, it, the dedication and sacrifice is very, very intense. Did you find it hard? to transition though out of like what may have been your typical workout because you've been doing it for so long now you don't have to for a certain goal with competing but in your mind like it's like well this is how I train though yeah it was difficult I think um because my in my head I was so used to doing a, a rhythm 
like I you know I call it my training rhythm I'm doing this Mondays this on Tuesdays this on Wednesdays like everything was very planned out and just very structured thank you and so also when you're a competitor you have the psychological aspect too to think about so it was hard to get out of that mindset initially because you don't especially as a female you're always thinking like oh my gosh I don't want to gain this weight right because you're a competitor you go you take your body to such an extreme and it's very easy to put all like a lot of pounds on quickly if you do not eat like clean and so I think it was hard to try to figure out my new balance of um you know figuring out not only working out but also the psychological aspect of eating healthy and not so strict like oh okay Candace you don't have to be so strict eating but then my mind be yes you do because you don't want to gain all this weight and you're not going to get on stage again so before I always had you know what even if I put on a couple extra pounds I'm gonna do a show I have a show up coming so therefore it doesn't matter I I'm going to drop this weight because I'm going to be back on stage but I didn't have that I was like I'm not going to be back on stage ever again so therefore I need to continue this strict strict regimen of a lifestyle so I think that was hard to overcome at first But she did the mental work of creating what was needed to live a healthy, balanced lifestyle without being so strict and reframed what her relationship with exercise looked like. I always had that desire. Like when I was training for a show, I I called it like a flip switch. So like when I started training for a show, I flipped the switch on and then the season ended, I could flip it off. And so, so in my last show, like I flipped it off and I flipped it off for good my mind changed as far as what working out involved and what it looked like and and I think for me I was able just to go from okay I have to like that was a key word I have to work out to you know I have to do the best I can I have to look good on stage I can't you know look crazy in this little small bikini to you know what I can just enjoy working out and just do things that i didn't have a chance to you know do as a competitor sometimes because you're so disciplined and focused on okay I need to do this style of training um all the time and now I had more leeway to just be more free and just hey I don't have to do this crazy intense I can just I'm just enjoying this cardio (laughs) that's it and that's the part I love the most right now is I just enjoy working out I mean obviously it's my lifestyle um but I just enjoy it like and I can do different things I can ride a bike outside I can do track warm-ups if I want to or if I want to lift I'll lift Um, I mean it's still a big part of my daily or weekly workouts but it's just it's different I can do a couple sets of 15 (laughs) 20 (laughs) you know I'm not lifting for power I'm not trying to add muscle (laughs) I'm not worried about oh symmetry as much and things like that But did she miss competing? So my last show was in October. 
and then December, so uh, a group from my church, we went up to something called Bethlehem Revisited up in like Manhattan area. And so we were at this like uh, lunch dinner thing. And that's when the lady asked me, um, do I miss competing? And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I've been there. I've done that. I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. I accomplished enough. And I strongly remember that because it came out my mouth so quickly. Like, she was like, oh, wow, you didn't even take time to think about that. So I think that would have to be the moment I just realized, like, I, I do not miss this. So it took a few months, but just to really kind of be in that aha, like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I can exhale. I can exhale. <laughs> yes. We headed into a discussion about her core values when it comes to her health and some key areas to focus on to get the most out of our bodies. When I think about that, um, I think three themes come to my mind. So number one would just be my faith. And so, and that kind of goes along with the, the book I wrote. It's called As For Me and My Body. But for me, I feel like faith in in that physical element is very integrated and so I think um, just understanding that our body we're really just stewards of our body that God has blessed us to be here you know so taking care of our our body as our temple is like quite important to me so I think that's the first thing that kind of drives is my number one driving force in my life and then secondly I you know, as a professional in the industry, um, I feel like for myself and for others to unlock optimal performance is like you have to have these cylinders firing all the time. So nutrition, exercise, rest. Honestly, rest, I have to thank you for because I remember being my early 20s. And we were training for shows, right? And I, at the time, I worked in finance. And so I was like, and I was studying for this exam. And I was training for shows. And I was like, Scott, I don't have time to sleep seven hours a night, eight hours. That's crazy. Like, I'm good with four. <laughs> and so I remember you would tell me this over and over. You got to get more sleep. No, Scott, I don't. I really don't. I'm good. And so what happened was I was at a, when I worked in finance, they had brought in this national speaker and he was a sleep doctor. <laughs> so a renowned sleep doctor. And he, you know, went through his speech and the benefits of sleep. And it just hit me like, huh, maybe there's some truth behind this. And so <laughs> Scott, <laughs> what Scott has been telling me I need to do. There was one more key takeaway Candace offered when it comes to improving their health. Listening to your own body. So that's the other area. I feel like, you know, in this this wellness space, like when you understand your body, you're throwing a lot of darts at times. But like if you can just pay attention to your body, what your body is saying and just be in tuned with it, you're going to be like that much better off. Things are going to come so much easier easier for you. So I would say those are my core values. Finally, I wanted to know what is Candace's sweet spot of health? It's, it's changed. It's like, it's fluid. So it changes like when, with where you're at in life and what you have going on. So my first sweet spot would have been for years, you know, when I was competing was 
doing well on stage. That was that was the goal. That was the sweet spot. Like doing the best that I can do to to be a competitor. And then I retired and I was done. So that new sweet spot shifted as we just kind of talked about to, you know, enjoy this healthy lifestyle that I live. And that's honestly where I'm at now. I just enjoy and I enjoy living like a healthy lifestyle, eating clean majority of the time. Um, really, I'm just, you know, because I'm in the profession, like I'm just trying to be a good example for others. So that's a sweet spot. And just really just focusing on being the best that Candace can be. And I tell people all the time, it's not about comparing yourself to others. Just focus on you and being the best you can be. And that's that's all you can do. So my sweet, yeah, my sweet spot is just, I'm just living life to the fullest of just trying to be enjoying this healthy lifestyle. And that is coming from someone who was a professional in a sport that is based on comparison. That's coming from someone who has done the work to be in a good headspace after taking her body and mind to such extremes. Because as she explained, comparison is everywhere. I remember being in the locker room uh, when I was competing, right? And I, I don't know, this might have been earlier in my career, but I was a professional figure competitor. I came in the locker room, I was done. And this uh, younger lady or younger girl, she saw me in the locker room. She comes up to me and she's like, hey, how, how can I have a body like yours? And I just like, I was like frozen because I was like, one, I don't know how to answer this question. But secondly, I've been an athlete since I was three, four years old. So all, even all the sports and movement I did back then shaped my physique to, you know, through being a teenager to a young college person uh, to being an adult. So how do I answer this question? And then, you know, I've been doing this extreme crazy competitor lifestyle for however many years at that point and so I don't know I just was like why would you know I I think my heart was sad that she would ask me this question because I was like just be you do you like don't try to have my physique just love your physique and I think that if I could just resonate and just tell people that message love your own body love your own self Mm mm-hmm So if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, boy, I kind of have a similar story. I used to be a college athlete, but I've gotten away from exercise and, I, and eating well and, you know, life has just happened and I'd like to get back into it. Uh, what sort of advice might you have for, for those people? I, you know, I think I tell everybody this, you know, in situations like that, just you just have to jump in the pool. Jump in the pool, start swimming. Like, you'll figure it out. And I think people may look at, us as experts and think we have it all figured out but the reality is we don't we're just you know maybe we have more knowledge than the average Jane or Joe but we're just a lot of times figuring things out daily and so I think for for people for their wellness journey jump in that pool start swimming and if you can do 15 minutes that's better than zero if you have 30 minutes whatever it is just just make a start 
honestly is that simple. I think as adults, we make things very complicated and, and we just need to do those small little things, like you just said, over and over and over. And then that's it. It becomes a habit and that habit becomes a lifestyle. But at the end of the day, it just goes back to you just focusing on yourself and just being the best you can be. And I cannot stress that enough. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you coming and answering these questions and having a nice conversation. And I uh, look forward to the next one. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Finding Your Sweet Spot is written, edited, and produced by Scott Hefner. Music composition and sound design by Hefner Wellness Productions. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, Please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating or write a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It really helps people find the show and spread the word to others who may be inspired by what they hear. Check out the show notes where you can click on any of the links to learn more about Hefner Wellness, my guests, and other resources. You've been listening to Finding Your Sweet Spot.